Hello, and welcome to the Synergy Autism Podcast. My name is Barbara Avila. I'm glad you're here. You're going to get to listen to one of my Facebook Lives that I did recently here as this podcast about allowing processing time for autistic individuals or people with autism. This one is so crucial, and I love combining research directly with how-to, and so that's what you're going to hear here here <laughs> on this podcast, is a little bit about the research um, in neuroscience and autism that we know right now, and then how to apply that right away to either a child or a partner or somebody in your life who um, is autistic or has autism. So listen in, enjoy, and take care. Synergy Autism Podcast. I am super excited today to um, share with you one of my favorite <clears throat> accommodations for people on the autism spectrum. And um, I wish that I could even share just how enormous this one essential thing that you can do is. Um, so I'm going to try. So <clears throat> welcome. Thank you. This is week two of um, my trying to do the Facebook Lives on Friday, so I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. And um, what's going to happen today is that I'm going to kind of run down, uh, run through a few things, including some research and some things that you can do. And I'm going to end at the at I'm going to end with some takeaways, and I'll make sure that those are in the comments also. But be sure to like my page, if you would, Synergy Autism Center, and check out my website, of course. And all of this is also um, happening because I am working on a book with a lot of these concepts. And so I appreciate your any feedback that you have, any ideas, um, as I am working on the book and that it should be out by the end of the year. So um, let's see. I have thought a lot about how to put this Facebook page to or Facebook Live together to really demonstrate the enormity of this one practice for yourself and for somebody that you love or care about with whom that you're interacting who has autism. Um, I do have notes to make sure that I'm going to get through everything, but I will be watching. If anybody has questions, I'm happy to answer anything as we go, but and my notes will help me come back. <laughs> so this one practice can really help anybody, but especially people with autism, feel heard, seen, and respected. It allows them to interact with you authentically, for you to see their real personality, and so much more. And it may seem really simple on the surface. Um, you need to give your... But it isn't so simple. I mean, it is simple to do, but um, it also is just so essential. So there are a few steps to it that'll make it easier, because it should be simple. <laughs> Um, you need to give yourself and the other person time to process, to think and respond so that they can be, again, authentic. You can see their personality. And the art is in the application, which is what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to share with you kind of the why behind giving somebody um, processing time is so essential, especially with autism, when to be able to, to do that, and then how. So those are the pieces I'm going to go through. So I'm going to start out with the why. Why give somebody processing time? This is, um, there's so many layers to this. So one is I want to share with you a little bit about brain development. We're learning so much more about how our brains process 
um, and about autism, et cetera. And actually one of the things that's most fascinating to me is that we're learning that we can detect in infancy whether somebody later um, develops autism. And one of the ways that we can tell that is that children, infants with, with, um, that later develop autism have trouble shifting their attention from one thing to another and, um, or just a, a longer time than babies who later don't develop autism. So it's just really early on, there's an issue there with being able to shift attention, not in intelligence, not in anything else, just in shifting attention and being able to disengage from one stimulus into thinking and looking at another one. And um, so I want you to imagine for a moment that a baby is looking at a, a light on a screen or something. This is how they do the research is that they're, they look at babies and they're looking at the, uh, being able to attend to a stimulus and then they turn that, they offer another stimulus and it takes babies who later develop autism longer to disengage from the one stimulus and then look to the other stimulus. So that's what I'm talking about. So can you imagine, so fast forward months and even years with somebody who may have a little bit longer time to disengage and then shift their attention, they're going to have zillions of interactions that are not necessarily in sync with what's being said, let alone nonverbal communication and more subtle cues that we use for social engagement. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Whew. So if you give a baby, a child, a teen or adult time to disengage and shift their attention, you will then be able to see, hear and get to know them. So if you continue though, to talk, engage, direct, or cue the person before they're ready, you're simply going to either overwhelm them, you're gonna to add to their internal stress of them trying to keep up, or they will start offering you defense mechanisms to try and get processing time. So they may talk over you, they may monologue, they may say no, of course this is older children, not necessarily babies. So, um, that's one element. So the other piece to bring in a little more research is that we are finding that the more in sync that we are with one another in that back and forth feedback, that the, that actually promotes pro-social behavior. So being able to engage with other people and notice things that are happening with them and respond accordingly. And so can you imagine, again, if a young child experiences those in, you know, that feedback loop being out of sync, that's really going to affect um, the engagement that they have with other people um, in now and in the future. So translating this current research that um, I'm happy to share more about if anybody is interested, is um, we need to provide people who may struggle with that attention shifting with experiences where they have time to shift their attention to then have synchronous interactions with other people. And these should, hypothetically, then also support pro-social behaviors and development for that individual. Pretty awesome, right? Just by giving processing time. So I want you to just for a minute also imagine the strain that this challenge in attention shifting would put on social engagements and interaction, how hard people with autism have to work to figure out nonverbal communication and other subtle cues of communication. If just the issue is around shifting attention, 
social interactions are so crazy busy. Um, and trying to pay attention to everything that's going on and shift your attention is, um, I just, I just can't imagine. And it makes me just have my hat off to people who are working that hard in social engagements. Um, but some of the things that people who may be having the struggle with might do is they may do things like watch the same movies over and over again, or just parts of them, just to be able to understand what's going on in them from a social perspective or, you know, um, even just to understand how busy things are and to kind of dissect it. They may hyper-focus on one topic and really get to know it well rather than attempting to keep up with the social chaos that they experience. Um, they may get so focused on something that they're thinking about that it seems that they do not even hear you. Um, they may say no to anything offered before really hearing specifics about that offer. So these are all things that people who have trouble with attention shifting and need you to provide processing time may throw at you just to get processing time. They may say no to anything offered. They may repeat the last word or say uh, that you say rather than having a true yes, no response. They may become cue dependent rather than having their own authentic responses, just to be able to get more time to process. So it isn't about being manipulative, it isn't about anything else except just having trouble shifting attention from one thing to another and needing you to provide processing time. So they may exhibit challenging behaviors whenever they're asked to do something. They may shut down and mostly be silent. They may shut themselves in their bedroom once they get older just to get processing time. They may hyper-focus on one topic or video gaming where they have control over the information flow. And they may simply just seem to not pay attention due to stemming that helps them think or process. So that's the why. So now I want to go into when to give processing time. And um, I... I'm just noticing something on here that I may not have set up appropriately. Okay, I think I'm all right. Sorry about that. So, the okay, so I just went through the why it's so crucial to give somebody processing time. Now I'm going to talk about when. Now, this is a lot easier, and I want to do a disclaimer real quickly that everyone is different and has different processing needs, different processing times, different ways of doing it, things like that. So of course I need to say that because everybody, just because they have autism doesn't mean that everybody's the same. <laughs> you probably have heard um, when you've met one person with autism, you've only met one person with autism. Everybody's different. So everybody has their own personalities. So that said, we all, autistic or not, need our processing time respected for us to be at our best. It's true for everybody. So times to give somebody processing time when they're distraught. And when you want them to know that they are, you're there for them. So just in comforting is a great time. When you know somebody with autism or anybody is distraught, it's a great time to give processing time. Another time is when they're feeling overwhelmed or they seem overwhelmed. And you're there and you're ready to help them make sense of it all. Don't add to it by not giving them processing time and trying to fix it too fast. Just give processing time. It's pretty cool. Um, give processing time when you want to tell them that you love them. Give them processing time when you want to tell them it's time for dinner. T give them processing time when they come to you asking the same question they've asked many times before. 
and often they already know the answer. So other ways that you can give process, or the times to give processing time. So I've already gone through why to give processing time. Now I'm in the when to give processing time. And then next I'm gonna talk about how. So when to give processing time, tons of different times. When they come to you with a challenge in behavior so that you give them the opportunity to work through it rather, and then approach it in a better way. When to give processing time when you're trying to teach something, when you're trying to share something, when they wish to share something with you or when you wish to teach something. So bottom line is that any time really is a time to give processing time, any interaction either from you or from them. So it's a non-exhaustive list, but um, it is basically saying any time. All right, so that's the when. So I've gone through the why, yes, the why, the when, now I'm gonna go into the how. How do you give processing time? What do I mean by that? Oftentimes I have people come into my office who say, oh yeah, I know about giving processing time. Um, I know that sometimes if I'll say something that it takes a day or two to help for them to come back to the issue. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about live time, like give processing time in the moment. How do you do that? Because people on the autism spectrum sometimes need a lot longer to shift their attention from one thing to another. And that's again, what we're finding from neuroscience research is that people on spectrum may need a little bit more time shifting. People not on spectrum might as well. So I just wanna make sure that you know that these are gonna work with anybody. So um, especially though people on spectrum. So how do you give processing time? First, last Facebook, live I did was all about how you have to take care of yourself. So of course, that's going to be my number one thing is how to get processing time is that you have to check in with your, yourself first because you have to make yourself available and non-threatening. So sit down if you can, if it's the right situation, breathe deeply, soften your body language and your facial expressions so you are a welcoming person for whatever that somebody with autism has to say or share with you. Check your expectations is number two. So if you have low expectations of their ability to engage with you, given that processing time, you're gonna do things like tragically talk baby talk, or you're going to speak down to that person, and that is not our goal. Our goal is to simply give processing time, but remain speaking to that person at age level. You may declutter your words and just say the essentials, which is gonna be super helpful because we tend to put in a lot of fluff when we're talking. And this means only saying the essentials and giving processing time, having high expectations for their ability to interact with you. So next you're going to offer a bid. So first you're gonna check in with yourself, make sure you're a calming, welcoming presence. Then you're gonna check your expectations. Are they high enough, age level? Um, for most people, even people who are nonverbal, and that's what I'm talking about. Keep your expectations high. And then the third is offer a bid to connect. Now I really like the word bid um, because it leaves it kind of open. So what I'm talking about is even extending your hand to someone can be a bid to shake in greeting, um, extending your hand to help them up if they're uh, have fallen to the ground because they don't want to do something and you offer a hand, that's a bid and you can await and allow processing time at that time as well. Just saying hello 
and waiting instead of filling the void and keep talking, just offer one bid. Start to reach for something out of reach and gaze to the person who might be closer and has autism. Give them time to be helpful. People, everybody wants to be helpful to everybody else. People with autism are no different, but they may need a little more time to process that. Extend a toy or a, or a piece of food or a piece of paper if you're wanting to share something and wait. Reach up to your, um, if you, if a, if you're reaching, if you are somebody on the spectrum and you, and you want to reach out to somebody, that too can be a time where you wait as well. So kind of a, a reversal there. But something, if you um, want to pick up a young child, you might put your hands out and just wait. Even if they are kind of running around and they don't seem interested, you waiting in that expectant um, body positioning they will come back to you. It's imagine that their their world is feeling really overwhelming and they're having trouble shifting attention. And so they may need a little bit longer to notice and to come to you, but it isn't that they don't want to. So you might point to something and gaze to your partner in order to share or label it. Allow that joint attention to happen by just waiting and giving processing time. You might start a sentence and allow your partner to finish it. Um, and giving some extra time. So those are all examples of bids. So um, let's see, so we have check in with yourself first, check your expectations, make sure they're high enough at age level whenever possible, offer a bid to connect, which can be a lot of different things, and then wait expectantly. So this is the gold. So once you've offered the bid, I want you to wait, stay in that position. You're offering that bid and you want to keep your facial expressions and body positioning expectant, ready to receive their ideas, their thoughts, their emotions. This is the kind of part that can feel a little awkward because we tend to want to fill that space, but don't. And you will see just beautiful things. I just love the moment when a family will come back to me and say, just by waiting, they surprised me. And that is the gold. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, all right, so watch their body language as well and facial expressions. And if they remain in the immediate vicinity, like I was mentioning, maybe if a little kid is running around or if somebody is doing some what we call stemming, um, self-stimulatory behavior, and you think maybe they um, may, you're not sure whether they're attending to you or not, wait first. Expect that they are. Um, you can always represent and then wait again. But for now, do the waiting first. And I'm going to tell you how long to wait. This is crucial. Most people think, oh yeah, I wait long enough. I wait three seconds, five seconds. No, no. I'm talking 45 seconds to 60 seconds, a full minute. I've had clients who are a minute and a half or longer who need that time just to be able to shift their attention and be able to engage fully with you. So yes, count in your head silently up to 60 and you will see amazing, amazing results. And then the last step is really just lather, rinse, repeat. All right. So you're, we're going to, I'm going to go back through those. Okay. So how to get, cause I see we have a couple new people on. So how to, well, let me back up. So first I talked about in this video, why to give processing time. Super crucial, neuroscience research is telling us that people with autism have trouble shifting attention from one thing to another. 
from early in development. Imagine how complicating that can be, complicated that can be for social engagements, where if we can just give processing time, we can give so much to that individual. So then I talked through, okay, so that was the why I give it, and then I was when, which is basically whenever, because all the time, whenever you're wanting to interact either or listen or share or whatever. Um, and then the last one that I've been going through is the how to give processing time, which is check in with yourself, um, make sure you're available and non-threatening, check your expectations, make sure they are high enough. I don't want you to think that giving processing time in any way means that you lower your expectations. It actually means you raise them that just by giving processing time to attention shift, you can speak at age level to that person, maybe simplifying the words that you use and only saying essentials, but um, definitely keeping your expectations high. Okay, then offer a bid to connect, um, which can be a lot of different things. And then um, wait expectantly. And that is again with your whole body being ready to receive whatever they are able, you know, going to share with you and be ready to be surprised because that's the gold. Um, and then lather, rinse, repeat. So the other piece that I so want to share with you is that this bolsters what um, the, the developmental phrase personal agency. So this helps allow somebody to have and feel personal agency instead of being cued through life of actually having the time to offer the world what they have to offer uniquely that's theirs and their personality and that that kind of this realization that they can have impact over interactions that's personal agency that they have control over their body their interactions their um what they're interested in, what they, who they want to talk to, like just so many different things that make later motivation so much easier. <laughs> so this is a great thing to work on whenever, I mean, and provide, I shouldn't even say work on, you'll have to work on it as um, the neurotypical, but that the person is going to benefit just very quickly from this personal agency that you are providing them. I mean, instead of being cued through life, either expecting or relying on others to tell them what to do, um, they can share their unique ideas. And um, you're going to have people who might shut down or retreat or ignore requests and cues who now just through you offering this may realize that they can contribute without feeling rushed and anxious. You might have people who fight and challenge every directive that you try and give them they can now relax into not having to fight to gain processing time. So, all right. So again, because I have a couple more people on, hi, is um, steps to provide processing time, um, which can be anywhere, anytime you wish to engage someone on the autism spectrum or anyone for that matter. Check in with yourself. Do whatever you need to do for yourself. If you want to listen to my Facebook Live from last week, I talk about how to do that. Check your expectations. Are they at age level or at least close because allowing processing time is crucial. Don't simplify, don't talk down. That's one of my pet peeves, can you tell? Um, then offer a bid to connect. Wait expectantly, yes, up to 60 seconds. So counting in your head up to 60 and then lather, rinse, repeat. 
Synergy Autism Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast, where we bring research, information, and people together to best understand and love those with autism, also known as autistic individuals. Check out my website for lots of additional links, like my Facebook account, Instagram account, blogs that I have written, videos, and even courses that are both free and some that I have labored with some wonderful colleagues um, to produce just for you. And contact me with questions and ideas for future podcasts. I'm here. I'm listening. Till next time.